During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. And welcome back to episode 76 of the wonderful, the dashing, the amazing Started With a Mouth podcast. You're so weird. I, I figure I have to be weird at this point. I'm just going to start. I, every time you count it down from five and you're like, you're leading us in and I say no, from now on, I'm just going to say, okay. So it doesn't sound weird like that every time. You're welcome. Happy Wednesday. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just bring up the first part of news because I've decided to make an executive decision on this. Um, Thursday is going to be the new release day. Okay. Um, Tuesdays were just, it's a little too much, too quickly, too quick of a turnaround for us after the beginning of the week for a release. So, well, not only that, but like we record Monday nights, like super late. So, well, usually we record Monday night super late. So it's very difficult for us to um, edit it and get it out with me having a full-time job. And, like, John has been kind of busy lately, like, with his personal stuff. So, like, it's just a little bit more difficult. So if we have a couple more days to release it, I think it'll be a little bit easier. Yeah, that's why just too quick of a turnaround time for a Tuesday release. So the new release day will be Thursday for the podcast. Yes. So... Um, um, that way that gives us a little bit more time to record and make sure everything sounds good. Yeah. There are two little things of news that I want to talk about before we get into the actual episode. Um, the first thing is that as of tomorrow, Thursday, January, Thursday, January, or January, Oof. January, <laughs> April 8th, um, Disney is kind of updating their policy just a little bit, not by much to, um, adhere to guests taking photos who are socially distanced to say that you can now pull your mask down to take selfies or for your photo ops with the um, photo pass photographers or whatever. Um, now, this does not mean whenever you're on rides and you know that there's a, a picture coming up from a ride that <laughs> you can pull your mask down because that's going to ruin it for everybody if people try to start doing that. Sorry. <laughs> so if you're watching us, we are on the couch and our dog's sitting right there and there's a gecko on our sliding glass door and she She's she was trying like to trying attack to it. attack. Oh, and if you're watching, she has now decided to come up on my lap. No, oh, Izzy, are you making? And what do you think about that gecko? <laughs> That's all you're gonna get out of her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that mask policy. So try not to ruin it for everybody else. You know. Also, I want to bring this up because we saw it again tonight. If you're if you go into Disney Springs. Okay, yeah. Disney Springs, yes, it is an outdoor facility. And yes, it is like a mall yeah, in itself. Basically. But it is still Disney property. It is it still has the same still rules. Still do your research. It still has the same rules set in place as Disney World does. So I, if I okay. 
I'm gonna be honest. I'm one of the people that enjoys a neck gator. Oh, that's not even what I was talking about. Go ahead. Um, but do not try to wear a neck gator into Disney Springs. You're not gonna get in. No. As much as you want to try, you're not gonna get in. And we saw this tonight going into Disney Springs with Joe. Somebody was there with their husband and the Disney cast member very nicely pulled them aside and said, do you have another mask that you can wear? <laughs> Izzy is looking at herself in the... <laughs> do you like seeing yourself, Izzy girl? She's like, I want to be a part of this. Um, but basically the person and then the wife snapped on the cast members. Like, no. No, we don't have another mask. Okay, well. Now you got to pay $2. Do your research. Yeah, because Disney at first was handing out complimentary like medical masks. And they stopped doing that. You have to go buy your mask now, which I think is smart on their part. Mm, yes and no, but yes. Do you know how much money I they're know, I know, saving? I know, I know, but... If you're going to Disney, do your research, especially in... Even if it was pre-COVID, I always say do your research before you go on any vacation that you go on, not even just Disney. But now we're in the, still in the middle of a panoramic. A panoramic. <laughs> we're not calling it a pandemic. Man. It's a panoramic. <laughs> like, do your research. You're... I'm sorry, people that think they're entitled, and we might get some hate for this, but you know what? I'm going to say it. Oh, boy. People think that they're entitled and that they are are too good for the roles that are set into place. And um, re snap back to reality, you're not better than everybody else. You're, the roles are still set in place for you, as are they for everybody else. Everyone paid to be here. Do your research. Exactly. Everybody has earned hard dollars and use them to go to Disney World whether you live here or you're just vacationing you are still spending your hard earned dollars at Disney you are no different than the person next to you yeah that's it I mean you're not like it, it's yeah, just my, it's, my, my, my biggest thing is just be kind to these cast members it's not their policies and procedures they may completely disagree with what Disney's doing right now but they it, they it's just their but, job exactly they just abide by the rules as everybody should yeah and not only that, about the neck gator thing, but there was um, two couples, and probably more than that, that we saw while we were sitting at dinner. Oh, God, I walking, can't wait for this review. Walking around with no mask. Like, not just even, took them off. Not even their masks below their, like... Uh, just off. Chin and, and taking a drink or a bite of something, which, you know, I saw plenty of those there tonight. But Whatever. I mean, it's going to happen. The, the cast members are going to tell you to put it back up, and then you're going to put it back down again after they walk away. I mean, I see it every time, time we go. We go Which is any, whatever at this point. Right. Any place. But there are people who are literally, as soon as they get into Disney Springs, taking it, taking off. it completely off and putting it in their pocket. You're still on Disney property. Like if everyone else is wearing a mask around you, at some point you've got to realize in your head that you're not excluded from Until the Until Disney announces that masks are optional, they're required. I even saw, and I give this guy credit, there was that one couple we saw while we were having dinner. Uh, a janitorial staff came up to yeah. them and was like, you know, you have to wear the mask if you don't have a he mask. He was super nice about yeah. it, though. Look, yeah. I, I saw them laughing about it, that he was super nice. So just be nice to the cast members. And I know we say this every single time, but just be nice to the cast members. Um, and then also, you know, when you're in line and, you know, it, it's a long line and, you know, you see the cast members frustrated, just be nice. Just ask, how's your day going? We have started doing this and taken on this approach um, because of Ethan. We're, I mean, 
not that we were rude to cast members before we would be nice to them and like thank them and whatnot but like i feel like we're taking a new leaf on it like when we go to universal or disney springs or sea even sea world i mean we haven't been there in yeah. four months but whatever since christmas um we're just saying, you know, hi, how's your day? How, how, how are you? Is this the end of your shift? Like, how busy you've been today? And the responses that we've gotten are just, they just want to talk. Like, nobody, they feel like they're being, I mean, I see it as they think that they're just being used as a cast member. Like, you're, they're just there to, you know, check you out at the register or like something like that. And whenever we do it and we're like, hey, how was your day? You know, how's it going? Have you had a good day? Like, you know, whatever it just it makes them happy yeah so um one more thing i want to talk about really quick before we get into reviews and talking about things this past weekend we had the opportunity to go to go somewhere that um we will be going back to so there's a place in celebration it's a church um, it's like i want to say celebration presbyterian church i want to say i can look it up really quick i can look up the um the address. I don't remember the name of it. But I, I can do a brief overview while you talk about this. Go ahead. Um, so basically, this is a cast member fair. These are all the cast members that still have not been called back. My dog has decided that she wants to be even closer to me. <laughs> um, so basically, these are all cast members that are doing a basically side hustle right now to be able to get by. Um, so these cast members, every first Saturday of the month is yeah every first saturday of the month and i'll let you go from there um so it's just them kind of doing their side hustles or something that they got doing they they make or you know anything in between um so this weekend we went this past weekend we went and honestly i probably would have bought one of everything there um, and also we had entertainment. They had um, one of the piano guys, one of the entertainers was out there as well. Yeah. Um, we got uh, a candle from Magical Shop, Magical Little Shop of Horrors. That place was awesome. I loved it. He was amazing. His artwork is even better than his candles. Like the candle smelled really good. Um, also, the, the Stranger Thing artwork was awesome. That's what like, I mean. With like, like the Epcot ball and everything. He, he crosses over like horror with Disney. And, and that's like gorgeous. two of my favorite yeah. things. Um, I definitely want to get the Epcot ball with the upside down from him. Um, the next time we, that we go. Which they did announce that May 1st it is happening. Well, and also we've got a lot of these people's cards now. Yeah. And we can go find them on uh, their shops online. Yeah. Um, we got two um, hand sanitizer sprays. It's called... Ow. Um, their their company name is called Arrow Magic. I love them. Oh my god, it, they're the best hand sanitizer we've had. The one um, smells like the Grand um, Floridian. The Grand Floridian, and the other smells like Flight of Passage. Um, John ended up getting a shirt from Bleach. Please. Please, sorry, that's like kind of a tongue twister for me. Yeah. Um, so they're on social media as well. Also, my that shirt was really cool. I got a vintage um, Tampa Bay Devil Ray shirt. And what they do is they go to um, like thrift Good, shops. Like Goodwill thrift shops, yeah. whatever. And they buy these shirts and then they put their own kind of twist on it. So. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and then we also got some stickers from stickers Justin. So his first name is Justin. And then it's underscore time. So these are all tags that you can go on um, Instagram. And then you'll find their Etsy pages through there. Etsy. That's what I just said. I know. I just wanted to say it right. <laughs> you said Etsy? Yeah. Um, Etsy. So you can eat. 
You can either buy them through their Instagram or go on Etsy and find their shops on there. Um, like I said, we will be buying more stuff from hopefully other cast members as well when we um, go on May 1st. The address is 511 Celebration Avenue in Celebration, Florida. And it runs from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So there is, this is going to continue going on for the foreseeable future. So definitely. Until probably like most of the cast members have a chance to go back to their jobs. So. Yeah, for sure. So. I'm just, I'm, I was so happy going there. I mean, even there was one cast member there that had like a, a little air fryer and was making s'mores for everybody. Like there is something that every single cast member wants to be able to do right now to make some extra cash and for this church to step up and allow these cast, these cast members to come on their property and to, you know, show off their stuff. It, it's great. And I mean, Kathy's even had, a great conversation with the guy from the little house of horror mm -hmm. and he's been nothing but phenomenal. He was great when we met him, the people from the aerodynamic arrow, arrow magic, arrow magic shop were fantastic. They were letting us test out all their scents and everything. Mm. They have, um, if you're into like Harry Potter smells as well, they have those too. They had one, um, that was, oh, uh, bright room. suns. Oh, okay. So that smells like galaxy's edge. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't yeah. smell that one. But they have like the Harry Potter one that smells like butterscotch, which is reminiscent of butterbeer. Yeah. It smelled fantastic. So, yeah. The, the, and, uh, Kat, this is all on Kathy's TikTok. So if you yeah. want to check out these products, she also put their names in there. So I did. Yep. Um, it's Kitty Cat Carnes. I think that's all we did Disney wise this weekend that I really want to talk yeah, about. This week's show, I don't know why I paused. <laughs> um, that was our 10 minutes of nonsense. But it had Disney involved, so good. Um, so, um, 10 Minutes of Nonsense is over. This week's episode is going to be a food review of a restaurant we were literally just at four hours ago. Not even. Not even that. Not even that, sorry. Um, and then also we will be talking about our experience at the Mardi Gras Festival that is going on at Universal Studios right now. So it's a, kind of just a review and episode. we're going to also be talking about Game Changers and Falcon and the Winter Soldier once again. Yeah, so let us know if, and I know this might be too much to do, but let us know if you would like us to release two separate episodes, possibly one for the weekly Game Changers and what Falcon and the Winter Soldier for the next few weeks, or if you just are okay with us like continuing it as a whole episode. Yeah, I think I think they kind of like it because they get to hear it all. I don't one. know. But I mean, if that's something that people would like, yeah. yeah, we can definitely make that. We can try to accommodate that. Yeah. So let's talk about Game Changers first because I feel like We're I don't... We're not talk about food first? No. Okay. No, that's like the the meat and the potatoes okay. of the episode. Okay. <laughs> this is something we do every week. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. So Game Changers. Um. It's still going a little bit slow. Okay. Spoilers ahead if you haven't watched... Yeah. You know, go skip. watch the first two episodes. Yeah, skip, skip to the part of the meat and the potatoes. <laughs> um, but Game Changers for me, it's still a little bit slow. I mean, it's picking up just a little bit, but it has been a very slow-moving show. But I think that's—I'm really thinking that's Disney's process at this point with Disney Plus shows. Well, I'm hoping it is—it's—it's it's a good thing for like a second season. Yeah, like hopefully that it's going so slow that there's going to be so much more room for advancement of a second season. I don't well, know. Um, Emilio still hates hockey. He's 
Bombay. He's named Gordon Bombay. Um, he still does hate hockey, but at the end, he you kind of get to see the good guy part of him, where he's like he tells, skating on the ice. Yeah, and then he tells um, Alex, Alex, Alex's mom, "Hey, the Mighty Ducks have all this unused equipment. It's no. just sitting in a lost and found." Her name's Alex. What's his? his? I don't remember what his name is, but her oh, name. Oh gosh, I, gotta look this I know. <laughs> we do this every week, um, but no, her name is Alex. Yeah, Bombay tells her. Like, hey, I'm not trying to be a nice guy and I'm not trying to help you out, but the ducks have a lost and found where there is hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of like Evan. Evan. Um, worth of hockey equipment in there if you wanted to see it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool at the end where they all went over to the ducks thing and, and got all their equipment which, for their first game. Yeah. It was so unrealistic, but it was cute. Yeah. That's I, I think that's like a running theme is like it's a cute show. It's a show for kids. That's yes. what it's really for. But at the same time, adults can enjoy it as well. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Like I said, I, I I still want the backstory as to why Bombay hates hockey again. I think that'll come into play. I think it is too. Um, in this episode, we got to see, like Kathy said, we got to see Bombay skating again. And he seems like he wants to help the, 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 what are they called? The, the don't bothers. The don't bothers. Mm -hmm. um, but they just don't seem to. He's not ready to help yet, I guess. And I think that, he wants to in his own way, but he doesn't want to show that he does because he's trying to be like the tough guy. Yeah. And then in this episode, we see Alex is using very non hockey ways to teach hockey. She's doing like trust falls and like puck like this weird thing with a hockey puck and like which to me it was reminiscent of when bombay did it in the first movie to try to gain like team work between them yeah but it didn't work no but like that i, I feel like they're kind of going down that route yeah you know what i mean so basically evan goes into bombay's office and he's like you know this is ridiculous like this isn't hockey like i i need your help yeah and bombay's taking a nap he's like i I just need to take a nap. I just need to take a nap. And then Alex comes in and says like the same thing. He's like, what is with you people? I'm taking a nap. He's like one more minute over the ice and I'm going to charge you another hundred dollars yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. And then she leaves him alone up oh, and her dogs found another gecko. Um, so basically we get to see the mighty ducks play their first game in this episode. And they get absolutely, they get absolutely destroyed. Alex has a trophy presentation <laughs> before they play their first game. It, no, it was after. No, it was before. Was it? Yeah, it was before. Okay. I remember. It was before their first game, and Evan's sitting there like, why, why are we doing this, Mom? <laughs> Mom, why are we doing this? Um, And we get to see, like, each of the, like, characters' strengths at this, like, at the beginning. Because, yeah. like, the one girl's strength is to make other people cry. <laughs> and she tries to tell Alex that her jacket's from 2017. Which it was. But, yeah. But she's like, but she's like, I like the pockets. <laughs> I think my favorite part from the show was at the end where Evan kind of took charge and he was like, you know what? I want to be on a winning team. That's why I wanted to be on the ducks, but they didn't want me. So we have to start taking, we have to start taking this very seriously. And he goes out on the ice and he starts skating around and all of his teammates come and they join him and he's telling them what they need to do. And they're working as a team. And I just, I think that was a nice little cliffhanger yeah. that they left us on. I also enjoy the goalie very much in the series. <laughs> um, he's he gets absolutely throttled in the first game, just kind of like Goldberg did. 
Yeah, but he doesn't even move. He's just like, X! He just stands. X! That was the funniest thing. He's just standing there, and they're like, you actually have to move to try to save it. He's like, I thought you just pressed X to save it. Like, it's a kick save on my video game. I'm like, I... He's like, I press <laughs> X all the time to make a kick save. <laughs> um, but that was something really cool. Um, like we said, we're really enjoying the way that the Mighty Ducks Game Changers is going as of right now. Yeah. So um, we will see what episode three brings. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it. I think it's it's more so geared towards kids, but it's also it's very watchable. I yeah. like it. I think it's cute, and I, I would continue to watch it. I'm over. I'm gonna watch it the whole way through. I don't care if it becomes an absolute train wreck at the end. I'm watching it the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm very I'm very excited about it. Can we talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier now? Yeah, because I feel like there wasn't really much. I feel like there wasn't really much to talk about with um, Game Changers. Yeah, because it's just kind of going along it where we think it's going right now. It's Yeah, it's it's like um, the game happened and then it was pretty much over. Like, I mean, they had like the... It was... Mighty Ducks Game Changers is only about a 30-minute, 40-minute episode. Yeah, They're short. you can't get much... You can't pack much into that episode. And so. then... Falcon and the Winter Soldier sits at about 45 to 50 minutes, I think, per episode. I think so, yeah. And they don't have the um, the end credit scene. No. So. Um, go now. ahead. You can talk about this. So basically now. in this episode, um, Bucky decides to go to the guy that basically um, told Tony Stark before he passed. Um, once again, spoilers ahead. Um, Tony Hark before Tony Stark before he passed. That basically Bucky was the reason that his father died, and Bucky went back to him to try to figure out how to stop the flag smashers. Wasn't Zemo though the guy who implemented the vibrate like the vibranium arm onto Bucky? No, he didn't have anything to do with that at all. I'm not sure if he had anything. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Sorry. Um, but no, Zemo is somebody that, um, like we said, we've seen him before in Captain, Mer- Captain America versus Iron Man uh, Civil War. Um, and basically, I'm trying to think of how, and basically um, the first scene of almost the entire show is Bucky trying to go into the um, the jail where Zemo is. And he, he walks into the... Um, into the jail. Can you help me out here a little bit? Um, so it says Zemo executed all the winter soldiers by shooting them each in the head. And as his true intention was to lure the Avengers to the Hydra Siberian facility and force them to fight with each other. Babe. What? He killed all the other super soldiers. And Captain America. That's what I was asking, like, what he did. He didn't do anything to Bucky. Okay, I was trying to, like, you know, kind of, like, place him, like, before Falcon and the Winter Soldier happened. He was the guy that basically brought them all to that, to that, where the other super soldiers were. Okay, okay. So. What was the last thing you said? I'm sorry. um, He walks into the cell, and the guy tries to get um, Bucky to basically become the Winter Soldier again by saying the phrases that basically flip the switch in him yeah and basically bucky tells him well that's not gonna work anymore yeah and then bucky has this master plan has this master plan gets him out of jail yep and falcon sam is like what the hell are you doing i mean i don't blame him because of of what he did in civil war um but bucky's you know saying that you know he basically he 
he looks at Sam and said, you know, Steve believed in me and I need you to believe in me right now. Yeah. And that's when Sam was like, okay. Which I'm not going to lie. At this point, I trust Zemo more than I trust John Walker. I like John Walker. I don't have a problem with him. I still don't like him. <laughs> you didn't really, you didn't see him. You only seen him like once. Maybe and that for was, like 15 seconds in this episode. Yeah. He was, he like went into like a building and like it was a complete bust. Yeah. And then he just walks out. That's basically all you get to see of him in this episode. So Bucky has to break Zemo out of jail. So he has this like master plan of making Zemo one of the guards. Yeah, and they get him out of jail. Yeah. And then Zemo has the plan to get to one of like, I don't even know what she's considered. Like he has a plan to get them to her to find out where the serum is. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's creating these super soldiers. Yeah, because somebody still has it. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, Zemo is rich. We didn't know that going into this episode. Basically, Z- Zemo is a millionaire. Yeah. Um, he has his own private jet, everything else. And Sam and Bucky are like, what the hell is going on? Yep. Um, and then after that, we... They're... Uh, what is the oh my god madrador madripoor yeah is it called madripoor or something the country that they're in yeah 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 so you get to see um i can't even i'm like blanking right now on her name the curly headed girl i i i said her name the one that she's being made out to be the bad guy right now yeah so what you see kind of her backstory and why she's doing what she's doing because her mom is dying her mom is dead is her mom dead it's dead okay she's dead okay she's dead um, so she died because of it's Marvel. tuberculosis or something, or the Black yeah, Plague. Yeah, once again, it's Marvel. We don't know if she's actually right. Dead. Um, so that's why she's like doing what she's doing and working for the Flag Smashers. And um, she actually says in the show that she used to be a teacher. Yeah. So I thought she was young. Like, I thought she was like sixteen. I know, but I, I could see her being like a young teacher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the ones that are like teachers' aides and stuff like that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um. So you get to kind of see her little backstory, and it, it made me feel bad for her. Um, but then you see Zemo and the Winter Soldier and Falcon go into this bar in Madripoor, which is Low City or like Low. I don't know the name of it. High City, lo, Poor City. I don't know. It's something Low City or something like that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and we need to do these right after the we show. We seriously do because I'm blanking right now. They're trying to see. The what is the lady's name that has the short hair? I don't know. I, She's like the highest up at this bar, but like you have, like she only sees certain people. So Falcon is pretending to be somebody he's not. And the weirdest part was like the bartender. He was like, "Oh, your favorite don't forget, shot." Don't forget, Bucky has to act like he's the Winter Soldier again. Yeah, but that didn't happen yet. Yeah, it did. Before, when they went into the bar before the shot thing. Yeah, he's acting like the Winter Soldier. At okay, this point. so. He basically has to do what Zemo says. Yeah. Like he has to act like he is still controlled by Zemo. So like Zemo's Zemo's like come out Winter Soldier. He yeah. says like something that activates the Winter Soldier. So he just like breaks loose and kicks a bunch of guys. Butts yeah, right and, after he uh, Sam takes the shot. That's is- literally what I was trying to say. Is that Sam takes the shot and then he breaks out and in, into his okay. 
What I'm trying to say, sweetheart, is that the entire time Bucky was acting like he was the Winter Soldier before the shot and after the shot, he's acting like he's the Winter Soldier. Okay, I understand that, but he doesn't—he doesn't kick all these guys' butts until after yeah, Falcon takes his shot. Yeah. So the weirdest thing is—is is that the Falcon has—he—he—he he ha- he has to act like this guy that this bar knows, and it's like something daddy i think i forget what it's Pimp called. daddy or something <laughs> something like that. i think that's what i was sorry um so he the guy the bartender brings out a snake he cuts <laughs> open the snake and takes like an organ or something i think it's its heart is it it looks like it's heart i don't know puts it in a shot glass and falcon which i felt horrible for had to take that shot i like, know it's fictional but oh. you know so gross and then that's when bucky kicks everybody's butt um and then um, one of the bouncers or whatever they are that's in the bar says, you can go see such and such. After Bucky basically is. kicked everyone's butt. Yeah, I don't know what her name is, but she's like the highest up person. So like they go and see her and Zemo's asking, like, where is the serum? Who do we need to talk to to get that serum? Like, It was like a doc. I forget what the doctor's name was, but... Yeah, and then mid-conversation with this lady, Sniper comes and just takes, takes her, her out. Up. Yeah. So then Falcon and Winter Soldier and Zemo, uh, are, Zemo running are running for their lives. Yeah. And they go down this one alleyway. And I looked at John and I was like, I know exactly who that is. It was Sharon Carter. Yeah. Peggy Carter's uh, great niece. So uh, she's now in the mix of things. She, I think there's something weird with her, though. Why? I think, oh, the, because of the ending? Yeah. I, I think there's something weird with her. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know if she's still part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she's just lying to them or what. But she was never really part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, she was. But she wasn't. Okay. Don't you remember in the end of um, uh, Captain America, which one was it? The second one or something? S.H.I.E.L.D.'s like taking over and she's they're telling her what to do and she's like, no, I don't want to. That was when Hydra was taking over, trying to take right. over S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Okay, but she was still working for S.H.I.E.L.D. But S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't bad. I understand that, but she was fighting for S.H.I.E.L.D. against Hydra. Right? You're not making any sense. But, like, I don't think she's a good person. Oh, I think Shield is still a... Shield are good people. I think something's off with her. Like, she's not a good person. And then, obviously, um, once she comes into the picture, basically, she's been on the run because she's still in um, um, Civil War. She stole um, Sam's flying suit, Mm -hmm. and she stole... The um, Steve's shield. shield. Yeah. Um, so basically, she's on the run in mm-hmm. Madrigal. And she's been on the run for years. Yeah. Um, and Sam offers her basically a clean slate to come back to the States. <laughs> I don't know what is going on right now behind me. Come here. Come here, sweet face. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, she really wants to be a part of the podcast. I'm trying to remember why she took him to that like club thing. She didn't take him. She took him back to her house. That was her house? It yeah. wasn't a club? Ow! <laughs> that wasn't a club? No. It was okay. her house. Okay. Ow! Stop. So, um, after that, they are in... What kind of yard is it that has all those... A shipyard. A shipyard? Is that what it is? What, and what are those things called? containers yeah all those containers and they're looking i can't i can't think this is what i mean <laughs> this is why we have to do it like directly after watching it because i am so like I, I, I can't remember that's anything. why i'm here 
Um, so they're in the shipyard looking in these containers because that's where this doctor is. This doctor is with his serum. Sorry, we're not good with names. Yeah, they find the doctor, and well, the funny part about it is when they go into this this container, there's nothing there. No, and then Zemo pushes on it, and like there's like a trap door. Yes, and that's where the doctor is working. Yeah. And then they get in there and they're asking him questions and he's not really obliging like no. with what they're asking him. He's kind of being very vague and everything else. And then a sniper takes out. No, Zemo took him out. I thought there was a sniper. Zemo took him out. Okay. Yo, Zemo killed him. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Took him but, out. But didn't like a sniper like blow up the system? Like, blow yeah, up? yeah, yeah, yeah. The I'm pretty sure it was the guys from the bar in Madrigal. Oh, that's or, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, Zemo killed yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Because then, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, like oh, what are you doing? What he was our answer to all of this. Like, what are you doing? Um, and then they end up getting out of there, and um, Sharon and Bucky and Sam all like part their separate ways, and Zemo. But then Zemo's trying to help him at the end because those guys from the bar the previous night are still trying to find them and kill because, them. Because there's a bounty on their head. Right. Sorry. But like Zemo tries like helping them. Yeah. So part of me is like, why did he kill the doctor? But then you're helping them. So I feel like. I feel part, like Zemo's trying to. I think he knows something. Either he knows something or he's trying to clear his name. I I, I really think he just, he knew, he knew something about that doctor that he didn't say anything about because why would he still be trying to help them? You yeah. know? Um, and then the end of it, the what, what we were talking about was that. Um, Sharon gets in a car with a random woman that I've never seen before in the series. And says, like, I need to update somebody, like, or whatever on what they're doing. Yeah. So it's, I just, I think, I think she's not a good person. I think, Either that or she may be working with John Walker. Yeah. So. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, I, I'm still I, enjoying it. It's still. It's slow. This episode was probably the best episode by far. Yeah, the the second the one was like, the second one almost put me to sleep. This one had the most action, and I'm sorry, but I loved seeing Bucky as the Winter Soldier. I love when that part comes out. Like yeah. I want him to be so good, but like there's just so much action packed whenever he's the Winter Soldier. Um, we're looking forward to next week. Well, this week though. Yeah, like, two days like, from now. Not even two days. <laughs> All right, so meat and potatoes time. Potatoes. We're going to start off first with our experience at Disney Springs. Yes. And then we will talk about Mardi Gras. So you Disney listeners, if you want to not listen to the universal part, then go for it. But we are going to still talk about it. Yeah. So as you all know, Joseph, one of Joseph. our, one of our favorite, some of our favorite people, um, Joe Monsoor and his wife, Jess and, and their son, James, um, they've been here since Saturday. Um, we had the pleasure of going to a Solar Bear game with them on Saturday. I'm sorry, we actually went to dinner and then the Solar yeah. Bear game with them. And then Monday, we got to eat at a place called Teak, which was pretty Wonderful. good. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be going back there. Um, and then tonight... We will not be going back. We, um, we decided to go to Disney Springs. So, for those of you who have listened to us before, you know that one of our biggest places that we go to Disney Springs is Homecoming. Any person that comes here and needs a recommendation, if you can get it, we say homecoming. Yeah, it's literally the the best restaurant besides like right. Wine Bar George and Homecoming are like, like they're cheater tottering, yeah. yeah. So when Joe told us that they were coming down, that was the number one thing. Where do you guys want to eat? 
That's what we all we go yeah. out to dinner. That's what we do. We go we eat, and, and we he, eat and talk. He had said homecoming. Well, even then, there were no reservations available. I don't know available. what happened with the reservation system because it was three months out that you can make your dinner, mm -hmm. dining reservation. And even three months out, I couldn't get it. Right. I don't know if it was just like a random day they released it or what. So what we've been doing is there's a website for those of you who don't know called mousedining.com. And you can set reminders for whenever um, a reservation becomes available Which around the, the time past. around the time that you're looking for it. Um when you're coming if yeah. there's no reservations available on the app or whatever highly recommend it w joe had that and he still never well received. he did actually because we were yesterday at we were at teak on monday night yes. yeah and he said that he got an alert that it was available but by the time he tried to book it it, it was, was gone so we went to disney springs tonight and let me just tell you we have been here for almost a year now during a pan panoramic a pandora and I have never seen Disney Springs as busy as I saw it tonight. Whenever we went to Wine Bar George the night that we did that review. There was no one there. It 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 was at capacity. The garages were at capacity. And there was nobody there. The garages were still open tonight. And it felt like pre-COVID. Um, Panda Express. Um <laughs> I'm just going to call it different things from now on. It's not a... It starts with a P. <laughs> Pre-Panda Express, this is what like I feel like spring break would have looked like. I I don't think Disney Springs has capacity anymore. I don't, I don't think they do either. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, so don't come at me, but it's just... As far as we felt, there was no capacity. I, I almost felt uncomfortable tonight because it was just like, we went from like... Zero to 100 real quick. Right. It's like... And there was a lot of people not... I don't fault Disney for Disney Springs. No. Because they don't have as many Disney employees going around Disney Springs. Nope. It's more like the individual shops. Yep. Um, so I don't blame Disney for Disney Springs at all. But there was a lot of people not following the rules tonight. There was just a lot of people in general. And I wanted to bash my head on a wall because there were just so many people. And typically I'm fine with it. Like... But you couldn't even keep your distance. No. It, it was like true Disney. Like, <laughs> um, so what our plans were were to go up to Homecoming and hopefully score a standby table. Right. You can join a walk up list. So they still have open tables for walk up list. Well, the party in front of us was quoted 45 minutes and then we roll up and they say, oh, it's about an hour. We let we left the decision up to Joe. You know, it's your vacation. We live here. That's typically like what yeah. we do with people that come down. Like, we can go to these restaurants whenever we please. This is your vacation. Whatever you want to do, we'll make it happen. Whatever. Yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Exactly. Basically. Like if you want <laughs> to just tagging along. If you want to go to the outlets, we'll go to the outlets. If we want to go out to a certain place to eat, we'll go out to eat. We're like, we don't care. Yeah, we're, we're just we're tagging very along. easy going. Right. So Joe had said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I, we have a reservation because it was a backup reservation in case we didn't get homecoming at 515, which was 10 minutes down the road. And he was like, you know what? I'm really hungry. Let's just go over to Paradiso 37. So we went over there and the guy at the host table was super nice. Joe had said, you know, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Because he he's trying to engage in conversation. And the guy had said the skirt steak. So we sit down and as soon as we sat down. I knew we were in trouble. Yeah, I did too. Because it had been 15 minutes and nobody had come over to the table. 
nobody, like not even to greet us. And I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Well, and also the fact that they sat us in an outdoor section that had not was not ready at all. No, 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 no. The seats were everywhere. Yep. Like it would. It wasn't prepped for the dinner rush that no. had ensued. I don't think they expected as many people as they got tonight. No. So 15 minutes later, a woman walks over and me and John could instantly tell that she was not a waitress. She was a manager. Because the waitresses had like blue and yellow shirts on, I think. Yeah. They were like a custom shirt. Yeah. Like, that said Paradiso 37 yeah, on the side. Yeah. Not just like somebody like dressing nicely as a waitress. I thought it was a manager when she first walked up. I, did I was too. just like, oh, she's just going to apologize to the wait. Yeah. You know. um, so we all ordered drinks. Drinks probably took 10 minutes to come back. And I'm not exaggerating, I don't think. Um, when she came back, we or actually, we ordered our appetizers, appetizers with our drinks. Ow. <laughs> I know you don't care about me right now, but ow. Hi, pretty girl. So it took 10 minutes uh, for our drinks to come out and then probably another 20 minutes for appetizers. Um, so we got the beef and pinatas. Joe and Jess got the trio, which was guacamole. Um, fire roasted tomatoes. Fire, sauce. fire roasted salsa. That's what it is. In queso. Um, the queso was pretty good. It, it was reminiscent of Moe's. I, I like that. Welcome to Moe's. I like the fire roasted salsa. Um, it that had a nice... Good. It had a nice taste to it. I didn't try the guac, though. I'm um, not a big guac person. Guac's pretty standard yeah. across the board. Yeah. Like you, There's only a few ingredients in it, so I'm sure it was good, too. Um, and then we ordered the beef empanadas. I enjoyed the beef empanadas because I liked like, the flaky yeah. crust on it. It was I thought that was good. Um, and then James had like cheese, like bread cheese they, balls they, or they something. They brought us these. They tasted funky to me. Like, I didn't like it. They I, liked them. I didn't try one because I, I just, I was kind of, I didn't want to like, to be honest, going into it, I wasn't super hungry, so I didn't like want to ruin my appetite for the actual dinner. Um, so I let John try it, but he said it tasted funky. But they loved them, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't really. It might know. just be me. I, I don't, don't know, know how you can go wrong with cheese and dough. <laughs> I, I didn't taste any cheese in mine. It just tasted oh, really? weird. That's why know. I was like, uh, I'll let them have them. Go for it. Um, then the problems started to come. Um, as Kathy had mentioned. It took them quite a while just to even get over to the table and say hi. Um, so basically what had happened um, after we got our appetizers, our waitress slash manager came over and was like, do you want to put your orders Do you want to put your orders for your entrees? We said, yeah, sure. That'd be great. So we put in our order. Um, our food probably took an hour to come out. It, it was a very long time for our main entrees to come out. I think we were probably there between two and two and a half hours. We got there at five ten, and I don't think we left that table till like seven fifteen. Yeah, it was it was a pretty long night. Um, so I had ordered the Honolulu pulled pork sandwich, and it comes with fries. But I had asked for truffle fries. John had got the shrimp po' boy. He didn't swap anything out. It came with fries. James got a double decker um, hot dog, which was like it corn was on dog nuggets and a hot dog and fries. Yeah, it was which, it was like on the kids menu. It's a kids meal. It's right. gonna be good with James no matter what. Um, Joseph got the skirt steak with cilantro. By lime. the way, that was thirty dollars, forty eight. Oh, and his skirt steak I thought was forty eight. No, it was thirty. You sure? I'm pretty sure. I think you looked at it and said it was fifty dollars, almost fifty dollars. No, for I the said skirt thirty. Steak. Look it up real quick on Parody So what thing? Um. He got the skirt steak with the cilantro lime rice. And then Jess got the chicken quesadillas that came with like pico de gallo and sour cream. 
Uh, like John had said, it took about an hour for it to come out. I don't know if it was exactly an hour, but it, it, it felt like it was almost an hour. Um, I wish we would have timed it, though. Um, so when it came out... We gotta start timing this stuff. Yeah. When it came out, um, I had instantly noticed that... Um, yeah, it's a... Never mind, it's $38. Okay, so $40, yeah. I knew it was between 40 yeah. and 50 Um as soon as my meal came out, I noticed that... I mean, the burger or the, the sandwich looked good itself, but I did not get truffle fries. Again, I was not going to say anything because it had already taken this long to come out. Like, I'll just At deal with point, it. At this point, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, I'll just deal with it. I'll eat it, whatever. Um, so we ate our food. Um, Joe and Jess had said afterwards that the skirt steak was not worth it at all. Um, there was not like a lot of flavoring with it. Yeah, I guess. Joe basically said all you could taste was the cilantro that they put on it. That was it. Yeah, was there cilantro on it? Yeah. Oh, I thought there was just cilantro on the rice. Um, John shrimp po' boy was just too bready. Um, they didn't really put anything on it. It looked like they battered the shrimp and then the shrimp was delicious, but the sandwich itself was just too much bread. Bread. Yeah, and there was no like sauce to go along. That's with what the I was shrimp. saying. That's what I was trying to say. Like it, they breaded the shrimp and then like tossed it in a sauce but they didn't put like additional sauce over top of it it was yeah. just bread with tomatoes and lettuce. lettuce and there was a lot of lettuce on there yeah. too um my sandwich was good but i think i even told them this that like you, what did you just it, get it's something that you could get at like earl of sandwich and what i did, what, can, can i sorry um it, it's just something that i would get at like earl of sandwich or like at a gas station like i don't want to say that but like kind of it was i think it was good to me because i was a little bit hungry at that point um, Jess got the chicken quesadilla, I believe. It looked good. It looked okay, yeah. But she didn't like. She didn't. She didn't get her sour cream with no. her. Uh, her. She quesadilla. used it. She basically used like most of the sour cream, I think, on like the first two. Yeah. Like and quesadilla, then, and then our waitress disappeared. Well, yeah, she was one of those people that would just give you your stuff and then leave until the next thing came out. Like, wouldn't come back to like see if you needed a refill. At one point, we had to ask the. Um, one of the busboys or bartenders to get us a refill on water. And he was actually shaking whenever he came over with the water. Cause I feel like he's never done that before. Um, so then when she came out with, um, I don't even know what she wanted. Like she was like taking our, our, our plates back or something. And she goes, are you ready for the bills? And I said, yeah, can we split it like us two? And you know, those three, and no this you missed the big part of this we sat there for a solid 30 minutes between oh, yeah. dinner and the check actually getting well, to oh well, yeah and then joe looks at her and goes well my wife didn't get her sour cream and her fries were not truffleized yeah or he said something like that i lost it when he said that and the manager was apologetic she was like oh my gosh i'm so so sorry um, went back and got our... Some of the things comped off the meal, but... She went back and got the receipt, and she comped off... The only thing she comped off... Was ours. Was my meal. And so, I mean, it was good. I mean, that was great, because that that's $16. And, I mean, for a mediocre sandwich, I mean, thank you for comping it. But, like, all in all, it was a horrible experience. Um, I don't think John and I will ever go back there again. Um, to be perfectly I knew honest. we were in trouble... When I thought it was a Mexican restaurant, and then we look at the menu and they have every single country. It's not every single. It's there's probably different ten different countries that they make food from. Like Canada was one of them. They had poutine on the menu. Like I'm sorry, I I just 
There's too much going on at there, that restaurant. There was just too much, yeah. Um, there, I thought it was Mexican, and there was barely any Mexican items on there. Yeah. The only Mexican items was, like, the chips and queso. The queso, yeah. And the empanadas. Empanadas, yep. And... I don't even think... Are empanadas Mexican? I don't even think I'm so. Sorry if they're not. Um, I was hoping to get, like, you know, a, a Mexican dish, and then I get there, and I'm like, I guess I can't. And then James, bless his heart, you know, he really wanted churros from this place. Yeah. And, and, like... He was like, I want to get my churros. And like Joe and and Jess were just not having it. They're like, like, I think they recognize like how long we waited. And they're like, we're going to have to wait so much more, longer. so much longer for these churros. Like, and I was like, we could just go over to like sun, sunshine churros. churros or whatever. And that's what we ended up doing. But I, I mean, all in all, with my meal comped off of it. So we got the it was still $45. How? Why do you have to do this? Sorry. You I, do it, this every time. It, that I, like, you get to the point before I'm even halfway through with the story. Sorry. Okay, so I got a Diet Coke. We got beef empanadas. A shrimp po' boy. Just those three things were $45. How? So it would have been a $62 meal with actually probably even more. I would yeah. say $65 because they probably upcharged you for the truffle fries that I never got. So it probably would have been a $65 meal for that. And it was terrible. You can, I promise you, you can get the one of the best meals you've ever had at Homecoming for $65. Yep. Um, or so, even Wine Bar George. So, I don't know. You I mean, a Wine Bar George would be like 15 bucks more. No, for, no, 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 no. It was $95 for both of us. Well, we also got alcohol. Yeah, but it was like nine bucks for a glass of wine. So, whatever. For one person, you would I, pay $60 at Wine Bar George, I feel like. But, um, all in all, Paradiso 37 did terrible. Flopped. Yeah, it was a big old flop. Um, it's going to get like a 2.5 out of 10 for me. Um, Joe had said while we were at the table, because we had told Joe, like, listen, we're going to probably do a review on this. Well, he asked if we had already recorded the podcast, and we said, no, we're going to do it tonight. We'll probably do a review of this place. And, he, and then at the end of the meal, he was like, I can't wait to listen to this review. <laughs> this place, man, like. I almost feel like Disney need, Disney Springs needs to like take this place out of there because like this is giving Disney Springs a bad rap and like I feel sorry for somebody who it's their first time coming to Disney and they're Went so excited there. for this Paradiso 37 and then they get that kind of experience with that kind of food and it probably ruins people's um, thoughts of Disney Springs. Exactly. And then you have places like Wine Bar George and Homecoming that'll get looked past. Even Boathouse. Right. Yeah. I'd put Bo's house in the top five for business brands. I wouldn't. Um, but like, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's going to deter people from coming back to Disney Springs and trying different restaurants, which sucks. Also, I, if you do have to go to this Paradiso 37, do not sit outside. I repeat, do not sit outside. Yeah. It is so tight. Well, it's not only that, but like it was loud. Yeah, it's very loud. You, if you want to have a conversation... With friends, you cannot do that. Hello, can that's I help a, you? that's a big thing I have. That's an issue I have with some restaurants. Um, is that when I'm there with more than me and my wife, like we want to have a conversation with these people. Like we wouldn't just go out to eat with them for no reason. Like I don't understand why you're blaring the music. Right. Um. So for me, it's going to be a three out of ten for Paradiso Thirty Seven, and uh, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that we will never be back. Yeah, it's it's a no for me, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be one of those restaurants or shops that's probably going to be out of there within. 
three to five years. I kind of would hope so. I, I feel like you could replace it with some something so much better. I just wonder how long it's actually been there. Like, why is it still there? You know? I, I, to be honest, I'm telling you right now, if I would have waited an hour for that restaurant, I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I waited and an hour and then had that experience. Yeah, no. And I understand some of you may be, you know, thinking right now, all those seem like minor inconveniences, but it's when one stacks up on another, stacks up on another, stacks up on another, stacks well, up on another. And, and not then, only that, but like the people behind us got seated after us. And got their food before got us. Got their main courses before us and finished before us and I believe left before us. Left way know. before us. I don't know. So... All that factored into it. It's going to be like a 2.5 out of 10 for me. I would not recommend this to anybody. Um, this is the first like Disney Springs restaurant that I would not yeah. recommend to somebody. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't that thrilled with Raglan Road. But like you would, it, you would tell them to go there for the experience and maybe grab a drink at yeah. least. This place, avoid it like the plague. Like, don't go here. Like, Sorry, Disney. I, I don't know if you're listening or not, but Paradiso 37, you need to kick them out of Disney Springs. Jack up their rent four times. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. That was bad. So uh, now is where we stop talking about Disney and we go to Universal. I love Mardi Gras. <laughs> um, I'm going to pull up the menus just real quick so okay. that we're not talking aimlessly about this. So basically, I'll, I'll tell the people. Um, so for you, for those of you that may have been living under a rock, uh, Mardi Gras is usually a celebration that happens in the Louisiana area in New Orleans to be specific. Uh, basically, Fat Tuesday is where Mardi Gras happens. Basically, this is the Tuesday before uh, the season of Lent for those of you of within Christian beliefs. Lent? Yes. Lent? L-E-N-T? Lent is what builds up in Whatever. our dryer. Whatever. <laughs> um, the season of Lent starts. Lent! Stop saying Lent! Can I talk now? No, say L Lent. No. Please. Lent. Please. Thank you. <laughs> this because usually during this that season you're supposed to give up like one thing for for like Jesus for and, Jesus <laughs> and I I don't do that sorry um but that's basically what Fat Tuesday is supposed to be about which is part of the celebration of Mardi Gras so basically what Universal does is make it like New Orleans in New Universal Orleans. in Universal Studios. And it's kind of like a, um, for those of you that have gone to Disney, it's kind of like a food and wine type atmosphere with the different booths from different countries and how each country kind of celebrates Mardi Gras. Yes. So um, really cool thing with Mardi Gras right now is they usually have parades, but due to COVID, they can't really have the parades right now. Yeah. So what they're doing is the um, floats, they have them all placed throughout Universal Studios right now. Yeah. It's so awesome. you can go up there during random times of the day and catch your beads, you know, um, do all that kind of fun stuff. Me and Kathy got a bunch of beads the last time we were there. Yeah. So um, what they're doing is, did you talk about the lanyard? No, I haven't talked about lanyard. Okay. So for pass holders, they have, they have two lanyards, one for non-pass holders, one for pass holders. Of course, since we're pass holders, we utilize the other one because it was a better deal anyway. For $65, you get 15 items. Which is amazing. So we kind of talked about it before even going to Mardi Gras. And we said, if it's under $5, five or if it's under $6, we're not using our lanyard for it. We'll buy out of pocket because the lanyard would not be worth it in turn. Yeah. 
So I'm going to go ahead and list like what we've had so far. Um, so Belgium, which actually um, Mardi Gras got extended now until May 2nd or May 12th. So if you are coming to Universal in the next month, yeah, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely go and get some Mardi Gras. Yeah, get some Mardi Gras. Get some Mardi Gras. Um, so we we did get to go to Belgium on Sunday night. Um, that was part of our Easter dinner. And they had the Belgium Liege waffles, which were four forty nine. It was uh, sweet liege waffles with strawberries, whipped cream, and chocolate. I personally loved it. Yeah, it was really good. I thought I it was really good. One. John doesn't like strawberries, but apparently, if they're cut up, he likes them. So that bad. was that was great to know. Um, we also the waffle got, was really good too. Oh my god, it was, and it was like crispy too. Yeah. Um, we also got the Brussels frites with roasted garlic veggies. Yeah, it was um, not good. The, this was only three ninety nine, so we paid for both of these out of pocket. I won't get the freaks again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's just crispy seasoned fries with three dipping sauces, which is garlic, veginese, andalise, and Japanese. No. So I don't know. I, I can't even say no. that word. Um, first of all, we should not have done this because it was like 930 and they were closing at 10. Um, the fries were cold and disgusting. Um, the sauces were absolutely disgusting. I would, no, yeah, I would just not do please, these. Do not, do not buy this. That this is the is, one bad thing we have had. That's it. If you go to um, Mardi Gras and you order these, do not hold us accountable because we warned you. Yeah, these are disgusting, and it should not even be a part of Mardi Gras. Um, I'm pulling up the food menus as well, so okay. I can be with you. Um, so last week we had we went to Brazil and we had the brigadeiros. These are four dollars and forty nine cents. Oh, think, these were delicious. Did we uh, use the lanyard for this? Or yes, no? we did. Yeah, I don't know why we did that. I don't know. Um, uh, it was late at night. We weren't making good decisions. We had had three tropical storm punches and two, three, two, whatever. Um, <laughs> seriously, she argues over me if we had two or three. We had two. Um, we they are Brazilian classic. With mm. condensed milk, cocoa powder, chocolate sprinkles, and toasted peanuts. So there are three separate ones. What? It's gluten-free and vegan. Huh. Didn't know that. Um, so they had like three separate ones. One was with the cocoa powder. One was with the chocolate sprinkles. And one was with the toasted peanuts. Actually, the one with cocoa powder actually had rainbow sprinkles on it, if I recall. Right? Mm, yes. Yeah. One had rainbow sprinkles, one had chocolate, chocolate. sprinkles, and one had nuts. Yes. Um... Those were delicious. I, I would eat those again. I, I just, like the, for some reason, I like the, like, I think it was the chocolate sprinkles one the best. And I but like yes. the peanuts one. Yeah. yeah, it was very good. Um, they, they were just like fudge balls, to be perfectly honest with you. They were delicious. You. It was pretty good. I would get those again. So, um, next here, the, this is the ones that we're going to, we have not tried this yet. Um, I just want to bring this up because we will be trying it this week. All three of these. Yeah. Um, we will be going over to the Canada booth and they have beef, short rib poutine. Um, the Nutella donut and the maple donut. Yeah. These all look phenomenal. Awesome. We just missed them by like a couple minutes. I might I might actually try the um, Sugar Shack Springtime Punch as well. Ugh. It's Canadian whiskey punch with a base of pear juice. It sounds amazing. Arriba. <laughs> um, so we went to Colombia next. Yes. And we got... So they didn't have the carnitas arepas. Um, so we got the beef picadillo and the pollo arepas. Which was so good. John liked the pollo better. I liked the beef better. You can see our dog's tush. <laughs> Shake it for the camera, baby. <laughs> Izzy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Shake it for the 
She's like, Dad, I want to be behind you because you're warm. Okay. Oh. I'll sit here uncomfortably for you. Um, so it's Shake just a, that thing. Sorry. <laughs> it's just a cornmeal cake filled with savory beef or shredded chicken, mayo, ketchup, and cilantro. It basically was like almost like a cornbread. It that's what that's what yeah cornmeal okay. is yeah it tastes like cornbread for but sure. it was delicious. I really you enjoyed these. The chicken one. Yes, I like the beef one. Oh, she wants to hold you. <laughs> I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening right now. Um, and those were nine twenty five each. So Delicioso. That was a good. I mean, right there, you're spending twenty dollars on two items, and we spent nothing. Right. It, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we spent sixty five dollars, but whatever. Yeah, but still, we're also getting a lot of free food with it if you really put it into perspective. Um, oh. So then, go ahead. You want to talk about the next one? Yeah, we uh, we headed over to Cuba as well. So what we're doing here is we're just kind of going down Universal's list, mm-hmm. and we're naming off the things that we did try. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if we haven't really tried it yet, we may talk about it. If not, you know, sorry, we haven't talked about it. But we'll also talk about it on next week's podcast because I mean, we've got a few more things. To we try. have a few more things, and we might actually get another lanyard yeah. at some point because they they're extending this another month. But this one, this Cuba one, this oh. was the this was the first night that we went. This was the first item that we tried. Mm, so good, um, roasted pork, CR. How do you say that? Serrano. Serrano ham, Swiss cheese. My dog is moving all around. Mustard pickles on Cuban bread served with plantain chips. This is a Cuban sandwich. Yes. You didn't say that. Sorry. Sorry. Um, basically, I'd never had plantain chips before. Um, we tried this, mm-hmm. and I was highly impressed. Yeah, um, and they actually messed up and actually gave us two Cuban we sandwiches like, with, with plantain chips, and we only paid for one, so we ran. Um, the was Cuban was fantastic. Was that your first time trying the Cuban as well? Yes. Yeah, so, well, I think we've had one other Cuban. You've tried, like, one of mine, I yeah, think. Yeah, but that was about it. It was so good. Though. It was. So good. We have not touched France because there's not really much there. Oh, they have a creme brulee crepe, though. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so then the next one we went to was Germany. We actually did this one on Easter Sunday. By the way, um, we decided, because none of our family's actually in town, we didn't talk about this at the onset. We probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided on Sunday, none of my family is out of town right now because we would have probably spent Easter with my family. Probably, yeah. Um, but they're not in town right now. So um, we decided to go to Universal and enjoy our Easter. Yes. And, of course, my family doesn't live down yeah. here, so... Um, so we went to Germany and we got the vegan bratwurst. I'm sorry. No, we did not. I did not realize. Wait, did we we get the vegan one? No, we did not get the vegan one. We got the bratwurst with beer braised onions for $8.99. It's a bratwurst, beer braised onions, spicy mustard with a warm baguette. And we also got the Bavarian pretzel for $8.49. It's a warm pretzel Mm -hmm. with spicy mustard sauce. That's spicy mustard. Um, and that's $8.49. So we did use two credits for this. Um, the pretzel was okay i liked it i, I mean, mean it was not my favorite thing we've had it's a typical like theme park pretzel i feel like and but the there, mustard was really good there wasn't a lot of salt on it either and i'm a very very big salt person i love a lot of salt on my pretzels especially if they're warm i did like the spicy mustard um i don't like mustard in general but if it's spicy mm-hmm. or if it's like uh, a dijon i love it yeah. i don't know why um the bratwurst i liked the first bite I, of it i was like indifferent on this right but then after that it kind of just got weird like, it almost had, like, a bad aftertaste. I, I don't know like. if it was because, like, like I said, the, there was very, like, okay. So, the things that we are saying were not very good is just because the other things have been so good. Yes. Um, Like, we're not saying these things are bad. No. 
But we're just saying that they're not our cup of tea. I'm sorry. There's an Italy pavilion? Yeah, we've already talked about <gasps> this. We yeah. have to go over there. Okay. Oh, my Lanta. I'm paying out of pocket for these because they're nothing they're cheaper. over five. Yeah. New Orleans, oh, I'll let you talk son about of it. A, hold on. What's wrong? I hit the wrong button. Okay. Do you want me to talk about it? No, that? I'm good. I'm good. We're New, going to New Orleans. New Orleans. We're going to America. Basically, they call this the American uh, part of dog. Where are you going here? <laughs> she's like, I want to be a part of this. Hold on. Aww. Hold on. I, I got to see where she's going. I really don't want her to knock out all of her equipment. <laughs> I don't think she will. I think she wants out. So maybe put up your feet or something. Um, so we're going over to New Orleans now. And, and now she's just standing there. <laughs> we got the crawfish and shrimp boil for twelve ninety nine. This is another big bang for your buck. Type Th thing. This anything that you get, like the crawfish boil, the shrimp boil, or the crawfish and shrimp boil, buy it with your oh. lanyard here because it is so much. It's so much better. Kathy's going to be doing the shrimp boil next time, but yeah. Um, personally, I really enjoyed this. We had never tried crawfish before. No. This like she wants out. Move your legs. I <laughs> Just move your legs, sweetheart. Okay, um, so it's the crawfish and shrimp boil. It's uh, twelve ninety nine. It's actually gluten free, which I did not know. Um, it's a mixed bag of shrimp and dolly sausage, red bliss potatoes, oh. and corn on the cob. Um, so, like John had said, this was our first time trying crawfish. I did not like it at all. We actually had to message our friends from Texas. We're like, how do you eat this? Yeah, we've never. Mm, I, I did not like the crawfish, but <laughs> everything else in there, especially I am finding out so much about um, your taste buds. myself. I love andouille sausage. Oh, my God. That was the oh, best thing in there. Oh, my gosh. And the, and the, uh, the red bliss potatoes. Oh. They were so good. They were so soft and like oh. the shrimp was delicious. I mm -hmm. just I'm not a fan of crawfish. It just tastes and you know it's Tom, almost like crab legs no, in a way. No, it's not. Well, you crab gotta, legs doesn't taste fishy though. This crawfish to me tasted too fishy. Can I can I finish my sentence? Go ahead. It's almost like crab legs in the sense that you have to break something open to get to the meat. Oh yeah, you have to work for it yeah. for sure. Um, but no, the crawfish just tasted too fishy for me. Oh my gosh. If I, I like fish, but I like it where it's seasoned well enough that it doesn't taste too fishy. I want to try this sandwich. It's a few things down. Um, what the muffaletta? Yeah. That looks delicious. Oh, that does look really good. We'll be trying that later. We also had the jambalaya. Um, we, that's $5.99. That was really good. Yeah. It's just mixed rice with Angelique uh, sausage, shrimp, chicken, peppers, and tomatoes. I really enjoyed that. That was one of the first nights that we had yeah. it. We um, had the uh, shrimp. I think we've had the shrimp gumbo twice now. I thought we just had the regular gumbo. Is there? Okay. No, it is a shrimp gumbo. Okay, go ahead. Um, shrimp gumbo is the New Orleans style gumbo with uh, golf, shrimp, bacon, andouille sausage, okra, and bell peppers. We've had this twice now, and both mm -hmm. times it has been amazing. And that's five forty nine. Um, and then we had the well, Can we talk about another thing? What? These prices aren't outrageous. No. For like a food festival? like. No. These are actually really good prices. Yes. Uh, we also had the etouffee, which oh. is probably my favorite thing, which also doesn't make sense because it has crawfish in it. <laughs> um, but it's probably one of my favorite things. It's $5.49. It's New Orleans style creamy stew with crawfish, bell peppers, and white rice. It is just a like, there's no other words for it. It's just like creamy goodness. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it was it's like fantastic. a uh, I'll let you talk about the next little thing. Something sweet sweet um so at the end of the night if you're looking for something 
sweet. You can get some beignets. Oh, uh, five ninety nine. These things are a little slice of heaven. Yeah, this was our first time trying it, and now John's convinced that these are the best beignets I ever. Don't, I don't. I don't even care. <laughs> I did. Oh, they're very delicious. I mean, you can't go wrong with fried fried pastry and oh. powdered sugar. Like, go to town with it. <sighs> and this is something we've had twice now. Um, the first time we got it, we just got it plain. It's the Andoli Twisted Tater for $10.99. I think we got confused when we were first doing this. I think so, too. Um, but the second time we got it, we got it with Cajun uh, seasoning and <sighs> Andoli queso. This, the second one we got. Yeah. The first one was okay. Yeah. The second one blew me out of the water. It mm -hmm. was a little spicy. A little, a little bit too spicy for Kathy. Yeah. I mean, the flavor was there. Like, I yeah. love the flavor. If it was a little bit less spicy, I would have liked it. But I know, you know, with New Orleans, it's spicy. Mardi Gras, it's it, it, it's spicy. Yeah. This was probably the best thing we've had. I've had. I like the etouffee the best. I like this the best. Yeah. But this is. Um, we have also had the tropical storm punch. We've had two of them. Yes. That was all. Oh, that drink to be. They're six dollars each. Um, it's traditional Mardi Gras cocktail. Uh, incorporating rum, orange, and passion fruit flavors. I think I'm going to have two more. <laughs> um, let's see here. What else have uh, we had? We have not had Puerto Rico yet. No, we haven't. Because I want to try nothing, the quesito. Yeah, like nothing really screams out to me about Puerto Rico. Or Spain. Or but Spain. I really want to try that quesito because okay. it looks good. Um, um, Trinidad and Tobago, we have not tried anything. Nope. And that's it. Yeah, I guess that is it, huh? So I want to do a scale on this one as well. Um, we've talked about other festivals before. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about food and wine. We've talked about um, flower and garden in the past. We've talked about basically every festival that we've gone to. Mm -hmm. Where does Margarita? Wow. Apparently, we're going to Margaritaville. <laughs> Where does Mardi Gras rank in your eyes? Like, I, I want to know. Where does it rank? The atmosphere, the, 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 like, as opposed to what? Like, are you talking like just comparing it to like Disney and SeaWorld and Bush Gardens festivals that we've been to? Or are you like asking compared to like how they put on Christmas or Halloween Horror Nights? I, I, I compare it to other festivals. Um, I mean, I feel like it's kind of unfair because like food and wine. It never changes. Yeah. It's... And I mean, I don't think Mardi Gras does either. So maybe it's just because we've never been there before and this is our first time. Um, but I also think like they're just offering more with the land. A lot of entertainment right now, too, as well. We have yeah. people that are walking on stilts yeah. that yesterday when we were there. Now, we this is yesterday was the first time we were there during the day. Mm -hmm. We usually go at night um, and they had a live band playing. Yeah, like live on, band on one of the floats. Uh, people on stilts, just average performers that are walking around throwing beads to you. Um, I just, I, I feel like they're doing more in the sense that, you know, food you're getting more bang for your buck. In a way, food and wine, they don't really offer anything, anything else other than the food and the the wine, wine, right? Like so, like they offer food and beverages, but like. I don't think I or am I mistaking? Is there any like I mean there's the there's usually the entertainment like the first time we went to food and wine we got to watch a performer as we were sipping on our um 
No, but t- but those performers are there every day. It's not just for food. I know, and wine. I know. I'm just so that's like, what I'm kind of comparing it to. Okay, yeah, but they're not bringing any special things into these festivals. Now, farts. Yeah, I can understand farts because they bring in like the artists that like draw the things. Festival of the Arts. It's farts. <laughs> You've never heard it called. That. I've never heard it called farts. <laughs> you, I'm sitting here like, why are you talking about farts? You've on never the called it. You've never heard it called farts. No, but yeah, now I'm gonna always use that. <laughs> Can't wait for farts. <laughs> it's festival of the arts. It's farts. Um, <laughs> I'm happy I'm making your night with that. Oh. Um, but they bring in like the artists that draw in front of you, yeah. and they have like that big building and everything, and then flower and garden. They obviously have the topiaries, which is fantastic, but like. You're not seeing anything extra, I feel like, you know, like, especially right now, I, uh, our friend Amber, she used to work for Universal. And when, you know, she, she did um, like reservations and stuff. Right. So she has been told that like people from New Orleans come to Universal for Mardi Gras because it's it's the compar- closest they can it's comparable to New Orleans, like for Mardi Gras. So like that in itself speaks measures, like speaks volumes. So and the I food is delicious. I don't think you can really compare it compare it to like anything that Disney has done. Um, food and wine will always hold a special place in my heart because it is my favorite festival. Yeah. And I know it cha- doesn't change like ever, but I feel like it would te- Mardi Gras would teeter-totter with food and wine for me. I, I'm going to say this. Probably going to get a lot of hate for this. Mardi Gras, the atmosphere, the food, the performers is my favorite festival down here in in Orlando right now. Yeah, we're we're also we also came to the conclusion that that Mardi Gras is the start of us going to festivals for the first time since we've been residents. So yes, we did get to go to food and wine last year. We're not counting that because we didn't get to experience it as residents and as annual pass holders because we weren't annual pass holders. And there, I don't want to count anything. I want to count Mardi Gras because we are at the end of it. We are at the end of the pan, panoramic. Um, <laughs> at this point, we're at the, the end. Of, we're in the, the. We're at the end of Panda Express's line. Um, so basically. <laughs> And I know Disney people are going to hate this, but I don't care. Universal is creating such an immersive experience with Mardi Gras that it just, like, it's so much fun. Like, I want to go back and I want to go back again. That's why we've been going again. That's why we've been going there like two and three times a week. We've been going every Sunday night because on Sunday night, nobody's at the parks. And there's nobody at the parks, and we get to enjoy like the like feeling like we're at Mardi Gras. Like it's so much fun. Yeah. And the food is amazing. the The team members we've dealt with since Mardi Gras have been phenomenal. Like it's just been like ever since we went to Universal Studios for Mardi Gras, I have been absolutely blown away by how everything has gone. Like the way they're handling this. Like Universal is on like a different level right now because they're doing it in a way that it's still safe and you feel safe there, but you don't feel like you're in the middle of a Peter Pan. Yeah. Like you forget, you basically forget that you're in the middle of a peanut butter, no bake cookie (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> because when you go to Universal, they've just they've just set the bar for me so high. And we've gone to food and wine since the the middle of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, I can't handle you right now. <laughs> since the middle of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And we've gone to Mardi Gras and there's, it's a difference. Like I didn't want to drink at food and wine because there was lines everywhere and you're not allowed to walk around and like move. I also think though with food, like with Epcot, Universal is very different in the, the festival aspect because they set out specific tables for you to sit at yeah. around all of the boots. Epcot, you're sitting on a trash can. And you know what? I'm not knocking it because I'm I love I love sitting in a, cr- a trash can eating some poutine or some um of that 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 cheese yeah. that like melts in your mouth. But it, it, unless you're stationary, I mean, and not that Universal doesn't do a great job with that, but it it just I don't know. Like Universal is giving you the opportunity to be stationary, but you still feel like you're part of the action. Like there's tables set up everywhere. There's empty tables. You can go sit down and have a good time and sit there and eat your food and enjoy yourself. When you go to Disney, there's nowhere to sit down. Like these booths, they have nowhere to sit down. You have nowhere to go. Sorry, I'm just... I was just blown away at how well okay. Universal has done with Mardi Gras in, in general. Go ahead, go, 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 go. Wake me up before you go, go. Okay, can we please quit the subject? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and we've even noticed this, like, together as a couple. Like, they just, I don't know what it is. They've mm-hmm. just done so well. Yeah. And I wonder if it was it, it was like this before the prehistoric times. And I mean, <laughs> I've talked to our friends from Texas about the um, peanut butter uh, chicken. What? Um, <laughs> the peanut butter, the peanut chicken that used to like the puss in boots. Yes, uh, I talked to them about Mardi Gras pre-COVID. And, oh shoot, I get that. Sorry, guys. Oh man, there's always that one guy. <laughs> Pre uh, Permani Brother Sandwich. <laughs> And um, they said that they had a blast at it too. Like, I think it's just something that Universal does and they do it very well. Yeah. And I mean, you look at Universal, they're, they're, they're doing Halloween Horror Nights. They're and, there, they're. And Disney has not announced anything. I don't know. And we're still sitting here going, so. This is not at all us like saying that we hate Disney no. or we're bashing Disney. We 150% support Disney and love Disney and want to be annual pass holders. And you guys know that. We've talked about this, like, for months it's on infuriating. end. But it is also very infuriating. Um, There's no reason they shouldn't be selling annual passes right now. We're in Zero. The, we're in the middle of a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. and We're in the middle of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, like, I don't know. Everybody else is selling their annual pass. Okay. And we're, Disney is not. We're not getting on this high horse because <gasps> we talk about it every week, I feel like. Um, but no, we're not bashing them at all. Like we support Disney more than the average person does. We constantly are going to Disney Springs and we're constantly going to these different restaurants and trying new things at Disney Springs. Like we go there a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. And, and we went we, to Gideon's on Saturday. We, 
we probably go to Disney more than we even go to Universal at this point without going to the theme parks. Like, that's how much we adore Disney. We go to the, the resort probably two or three times a month. I'm not even jo- exaggerating when I say that. Like, we're going to Olivia's this weekend, which will be another thing we talk about next week is a review on Olivia's. And it's just so frustrating that, you know, we're putting our, our heart and soul into Disney still. And I just feel like we're not getting anything back because they're still not selling the annual passes. It's like I'm in the middle of a PlayStation five right now. You're just, you're, you're reaching now. Like I'm going to be honest. It feels nice to be appreciated. When I go to universal studios, I feel appreciated. I just want to be a freeze dried egg. Like, and it has nothing to do, like Kathy said, we love Disney, and our opinion on Disney will never change. No, no. I will never not support Disney. Disney is still above Universal for me. I hope you guys enjoy the, the uh, our daughter that has decided to sit behind me once again. Are you coming back to say hello um, to the fans? So, basically, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is this is this has been... A fresher breath air for me and Kathy. Um, this Mardi Gras festival, we've had so much fun, and <laughs> you just said a fresh of breath air. A breath of fresh air. <laughs> I swear I haven't been drinking. Um, for us, and I, I don't know. Like I've said this for a little while now. Like I really think Universal's doing better than Disney. I mean. In, 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 in the in, middle in, of the in the middle of a pea, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, in the middle of a Pascal Dupuis, um, in the middle of a protein bar, <laughs> in the middle of a pit bull. Um, no, I I mean in 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 most aspects, yes, they are doing better than Disney. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like we got off on a tangent. Sorry. Um, so I'm I, just I'm gonna hand out our tags real quick. Uh, just 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 as an overview we have really enjoyed enjoyed Mardi Gras yeah, and if you get a chance to attend within the next month we highly 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 recommend it it, 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 it was a fresh of breath air it was a fresh of breath air <laughs> in the middle of a peanut butter and Peter Pan sandwich I hate peanut butter Peter Pan peanut butter <laughs> Peter Pan peanut butter <laughs> We're tired. Um, okay, so if you want to follow us on any of our handles, Instagram, started with a mouse underscore podcast. Um, my TikTok, I do a lot of Disney content. Um, I'm starting to kind of venture off into Universal as well, trying to do like the theme parks. I forgot what I did on my TikTok at Universal. <laughs> um, so my name is Kitty Cat Carnes on there. You can find us on Facebook, started with a mouse podcast. We, um, that's like our most active. I feel like we are. I, I post like two to three times a day. Well, I have been because yeah. of all the news that have been happening. Um, and then email. We are started with mouse podcast at gmail.com. And then also um, we will be uploading all of these videos. We're probably going to do two or three videos of and Mardi Gras um, because we've done a lot of content with Mardi Gras, but we don't want to pack it into one video. So I'm probably going to make like two or three videos of it when it's all said and done. Um, and that'll be on YouTube, jkadventures.live, and that's D-O-T, not like a period. Um, I'm Kathy. I'm John. And this is Izzy, and we hope to bring a little bit of Disney magic into your everyday life.